0: You are listening to the Spark Influence podcast with Spark Media founders, Peter and Misty Phillip. Spark Influence is a podcast about living a life with intention in marriage, family, ministry, and as business leaders. This show is brought to you by the Spark Media Podcast Network. Visit sparkmedia.ventures for more inspiring podcasts. Hey there, welcome back to the Spark Influence podcast, where we ignite conversations on living life on purpose, and on mission. In today's episode, we're going to be diving into the world of mission over profits. We'll explore how businesses can prioritize their purpose and create lasting impact while still being financially sustainable. But before we get into this episode, I want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by the 2023 Spark Media Ignite Conference and Awards Gala, the premier Christian podcast conference. Join us in Houston, Texas on September 28th to the 30th, 2023. Grab your early bird tickets, nominate your podcast by going to sparkmedia.ventures. Well, on today's show, our topic is mission over profits. Mission over profits is the idea that businesses should prioritize their core purpose or mission above maximizing profits. And I wanted to talk about this because in the way that I conduct business in Spark Media, people ask me all the time, what, what's your goal in that? What's your purpose in that? One person asked me, you know, do you have a high price t- ticket item on the back end of your conference or what what is your goal I've had an MBA ask me that or a business coach what is what is being successful by the end of this year look like to you and I have purpose and I have goals and and we accomplish a lot in Spark Media but my goals are not necessarily financial goals and you're the one who coined the term it's really purpose over profits
1: yeah, I mean, probably explaining it, there's nothing wrong with making money and there's nothing wrong with making a profit, right? That's usually the goal of any business that's that's not a not-for-profit or, <laughs> or a non-profit. But, and you know, Simon Sinek kind of touched on this a little bit. If you talk about, if you've read uh, Start With Why in any of the books in that series where even he hits on, if, you're, if your stated goal in is I want to make a bunch of money, then you've already started it wrong, right? because chasing money and chasing profits and the bible tells you this extensively but if you're just there to chase that money and chase the profits then you're not going to be rightly aligned and you're you know you're not going to have there's no, there's not going to be no moral background there's all those things are going to fall by the wayside because you're subservient to trying to just make money things get can get shady really quickly you might do things that, that you would normally never do if you're if you have a mission that that is not, my mission is to make all the money. No, your mission should be something else. It should be a more lofty achievement, even if it's just helping others in a simple thing. It's okay. whatever your business is and however you're doing it, it can be really, really simple. But if you really strive for that, then the money will come because like, people will see that you're about doing that. You're about helping. You're about providing a service. You're about you know, giving, giving good advice or helping people out. Things will happen for you.
0: Absolutely. In, in biblical terms, I think of it this way. In Matthew six thirty-three, in the ESV, it says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added unto you. And I think that when we seek first the kingdom of God and the mission that he's laid on our hearts, then everything else falls into place. Yeah. Now, I'm in a little bit of a unique position because I'm not... I'm, we're not reliant on my income and me generating revenue. So I may have a different business model. But because because you provide for our family, I really get to, to do more ministry related, even though we have it set up not as a nonprofit or a ministry, but as a business, because we can also have when we do make profits with it, we can have more kingdom impact by taking that money that we make. And well, right now, since it's a startup that we're investing it back into the company, it provides for the conference and all the extra things that we do. But long term, Term, if if we were to make profit, my goal would be to find other ways to pour that back into other people.
1: Yeah. So the the good way to describe it is, you're not encumbered by having to pursue constantly profitability, right? You're you're a hundred percent on mission, and if you make money, then great. That's that's awesome. But. The moment you make money, all you want to do is pour it right back. You don't even touch it. You pretend like it's not even there, and you just want to put it right back into doing some other emission event. Right? Some of the things you do as a business, all sprung from, hey, I've got a little extra money. Let's start a magazine. Hey, I did this; it was fun. Let's start this. And like you just keep pouring on and growing. And that's a really neat place to be, to be afforded that. Right? Not everybody can. Not everybody can be there, but it does let you focus because your your mind is not forty percent occupied with. Hey, you know my monthly expenses are this for the business. I've got to cover them. I've got to have enough clients to make this work. Or, you know, I'm going to go in debt for the next six months. Like, uh, uh, that's that's the plan, and we're going to try to get out of it. Or I already took a loan out, and I start upside down already from the get go. Those are scary places to be. And, and profit, making money, or, or even making any amount of money, really becomes paramount. in the, the thoughts of business owners when you're when you're doing that, if you've already, if you start off from go with 150 thousand dollars in a business loan you're like, i got to start making money. And that colors your decisions. It it can either make you overly brash, and you're like, I'm just going to whatever and try to make money, right? Or it can make you very hesitant and and very nervous, and those are not places. Neither one of those places are are good spots to be, right? So focusing on the mission, knowing that God will bring what he brings and and it will work, I think is is a a glorious place to be if you can be there.
0: Yeah, I think so too. You know, I've seen people who have gotten funding – but are beholden to very investors that have invested millions of dollars into their startup. And the way that they operate their business is very different from the way that I've bootstrapped Spark and the way that you financially supported me so that I could focus on the mission. It's been such an amazing thing. Profit isn't a dirty word. It is the reward of providing valuable goods and services to people. And I think that there's a new breed of companies that I have seen emerging where people are putting their faith and their mission above profits. They're kingdom-minded entrepreneurs and they're incorporating their faith and work. There's a whole faith and work movement. And I think that is, is is a I love seeing that growing trend where people aren't just focused on the bottom line
1: yeah and a lot are, a lot now are are saying hey i'm going to you know there's a trend i think or at least that i've seen recently where a lot of businesses are a lot more readily to say i'm giving some first few first fruits to a charity or i'm putting them aside you know even the for profit businesses often have some type of charity arm that exists with the company that that they use that for giving or for for the betterment of those who have less I, there's a a company I would deal with quite a bit, and they're starting charter said ten percent will always go to this to this charity arm, so that they can provide for others, right? And they started the business that way. And I think if a lot more businesses said, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna," it's like tithing, right? If it's, if it's a business tithe, right? Then God doesn't cover entities in that in that respect, right? From it, they're just saying you.
0: But it's a heart issue. That's what that is. Is is a heart? It's the heart of the company, right? When you're saying we're gonna put first, we're always going to put others first in our business, in our company. We're gonna act on that with our finances.
1: Yeah, setting that up and acting on that um from a as a business, right? That's a great that's it's a it's I, I see it growing, especially for Christian businesses. They they're they're trans they're transposing that sort of tithe mentality onto their business and saying, We're gonna give and we're gonna set aside always for that. And and like you as you said, service, right? Like that whole mentality of service is is a huge part of success in business and just in general. Like that, being a, being a, a servant and having that servant mentality to others, that got that gets blessed constantly and people recognize it. And it's sadly has diminished tremendously in the current world that we we live in, where I I see service and servitude being far less uh, available within within business world. Like it's just diminished. People, I don't know if.
0: Even in the service industry, I was having it's the worst part of it. Yeah, a conversation about this yesterday about people in the service industry, you know that when they when they first a friend of mine was talking about how she's noticed this trend of going into a restaurant and it may be an hour before they close which i know you hate you never do that I won't you won't ever do that but sometimes you know that's you find yourself in that situation where you need to do that and instead of being greeted first like hey how are y'all doing the first words out of their mouth was we close in an hour and that is so terrible for your brand there's a, a different way that you can handle things yeah you might have been there all day yeah you might might have been tired. Maybe you're ready to go home. You've got your own things that are happening. But all you can I- instead, you can say, "Hey, welcome. We're glad you're here. Our kitchen's going to be closing in an hour, so let's get you in here and get you seated so that we can get you, you know, served or, or whatever." Like, there's get a- your
1: order turned in. And get the kitchen going. Yeah, there, right? it's just a yeah. I know. There's the hospitality is gone out of the hospitality. <laughs> there's still places that you know. I went to a business dinner and we sat around like eight people and we sat around and talked and there was desserts and there was coffee and, you know, after dinner stuff. And, and, uh, we were there talking for a long time and and I started to notice. And when I looked around I was like, there's nobody else here. And the waiter came over and I said, what time do you close? And he said nine and it was like 1030 and no one had come up and said a word to us. No one said you need to rush. We were there and it was going to be a really big bill. It was a couple thousand dollar dinner for sure. But, but that that's the that was you know that's kind of how it used to be I, I don't now it's they come up and say here's a check you know i'm leaving i need you to close out
0: Or we were at a restaurant recently when, you know, they're pulling all the chairs back and it's not even close to closing and they're starting to sweep and do all this stuff. And we're in a, in a steakhouse. I mean, that was an hour before closing and they started to put
1: chairs up. Yeah, Yeah,
0: it was not good. (laughs) You know, and I've seen this too in, in watching you, you own your own company, you're a tech professional and you work with, with some smaller companies and you work with some very large scale companies and there's a couple of. Of phrases that I've heard you say, which is active lazy. You, so you've got these people who are always doing something, but they're not ever really doing anything. So they're not you. You take them to task and you keep them on track. And but I don't feel like the work ethic in general is there. And because of that, you know nobody's going to work. If you own your own company, nobody's going to work as hard at your company ever. than than you will. do, right? But I've seen you over and over and over throughout your career go the extra mile for your customer for your client for the business it doesn't matter if it's nights if it's weekends if the job needs to be done you get it done and I've I've loved that's been just a, a good model that I've seen you model for other people and so that is really about being mission focused too even though you are making a profit you are taking care of your clients you are you know thinking about the bottom line and i've seen you you do that over and over
1: yeah thank you i uh, i'll attribute that to my dad for sure in in the but and and it you know it's interesting i just read an article about millennials and gen z's and why they have so much trouble and work the workforce is having so much trouble with them and they interviewed a couple of them and they said we don't care about work like you care about work so gen x and back like we don't care anymore we want we want to do other things work is like some evil that they have to do so they can have money in their pocket because they want to pursue what they want to do and i think that's a it's a misguided response or what it should be is if you're not doing what you love and enjoy and you can't figure that out now if you if you if you, let me preface this with if what you want to do and love and enjoy is just sit around and, you know, hang out with your friends and do paper mache You good luck trying to find a profit. Like, there's, you need to do things, right? There are, there are jobs that really need to be fulfilled and work that can be done, and God rewards the labor of your hands, right? Or your mind, take your pick. You know, my dad had a saying, he goes, two ways you can make a living, right? You can use your back or you can use your brain. Pick which one you want and just do the best you can do with either one, right? Because that's what it comes down to. Having that mentality of, I'm going to work hard no matter what I'm doing that is it seems to have slid quite far from where we are in the world right like even if you're doing even when I had to do really menial work that was not fun at all we still did it right like you still had to do it right and I don't know that a lot of people have that anymore because they don't want to do it right and and the pandemic didn't help at all
0: no it didn't but god god created us to do work and and you know this comes from genesis in the bible we're given the example of work when god places adam and eve in the garden and he gave them the task of tending and caring for the garden and and this suggests that work in the form of taking care of the world and its resources was part of God's plan for humanity from the beginning. And I think part of that is in the Bible, it also talks about in the end times, men will be lovers of themselves. It will have increased lawlessness, all of the different things that we're seeing. And I think part of what we're seeing, yes, COVID did have an impact, but I think it's just the fallen world that we live in the idea of work being a good thing it it you know people don't go around talking about god created work and it's good and we should enjoy it i mean that's not what rolls off of the tongue normally right but right. i think it's something that we need to to model as much as so whatever we do do it all unto the glory of god and when we do that i think other people see that and then that's contagious
1: yeah i agree i mean work is extreme can be extremely rewarding, right? Just doing activities. The, the idleness is what's really causing misery, right? There, there's a lot of a joy that can be derived out of being being helpful to others, being a being a servant to others. Like really trying to be a servant, and and p, th- that word has become so dirty down, right? Where it's like, you know, everyone expects executive level respect at whatever role they're in, like all the time, right? And it's like you 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 haven't. Done this before. You you you're new at this or I remember
0: a job a job that you had before and all of the young workers they all wanted vice president titles and you were like, This is a disaster. Like you haven't been like, you haven't had a job long enough you're to be able 24 bi- years old. And just right? It's like
1: your first programming job. Like, but mm, but what happened
0: there? But what happened? Yeah, it went sideways. It, it did because the person who was in charge of that company, who owned that company, they acquiesced and gave into it. And it didn't go well, did it?
1: No, and then they kept asking for more. Then they wanted more money because they weren't paid enough. And then they all wanted, you know, special, you know, special concessions besides pet insurance. For the healthcare, pet healthcare insurance, which was another one that that set me off, but that's a different topic.
0: <laughs> that is a different topic. So let's go back to mission over profits. That can look it can look different in different way in different companies with different sure. people. Yeah. For me, I'm very mission focused because I don't have to focus on the profits. You are still very mission focused even though you do focus on the profits. So I think the overarching theme here is that no matter what kind of job you have, you can do it all to the glory of God. You can be focused on the core mission and values of the company and then I think profits fall in line. If we seek first the, the core values and things of the company, then I think everything else falls in line. Like it, you know, I think about Chick-fil-A, you know, Chick-fil-A has got such a great service model. They, they make a ton of money making chicken, right? But that's not really what they're selling. They're selling friendly service.
1: Yeah, they are. And, and good food, right? And, and good food. Quality stuff. And
0: quality. And people know... It's consistent that they can show up to a Chick fil A and they can get that same quality. And so it I,
1: like, It's like the hotel industry, right? They picked up the my pleasure from the hotel business. That, that was a standard term in the hotel business when you, if, if you didn't notice it, like if you stayed at hotels and anything you asked them to do was, this is my pleasure. Like it was, and and that, that spoke differently. Like the, the, don't underestimate how that is pervasive. And when you encounter that, it, it changes your in your the impact from the business to you how you feel about them and 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 it, it's you know it, it, it is a feeling like you come away feeling different yes I'm just getting a, a chicken sandwich and or maybe some amazing waffle fries and a really good strong iced tea and but it's they're like they're super accommodating and it's my pleasure or the line is long it's a great day it's a great day and and the line is long they come out and give you tea because it's hot like and they just give you free tea in the line like those are that's that's real service right and but they demand inversely they demand service from the people who are going to own it right like you have to prove 10 years of tithing you have to have a letter from your pastor before you can even apply to own a, a Chick-fil-A franchise right so they are mission over profit because they pour it in they reinvent you know that's a big big deal for them whereas other businesses you know bad service drives customers away you know you get one shot And it's really, if it's bad, then I can name a lot of places I'll never go back again because the service was terrible, right? And that just shows they don't care. They're not about mission. They're about profit because you're just another dollar to them. You're not something unique to be treated properly or to be cared for. with. with, with, It's a service. If it's a good, it's different. But the good is the same. Apple is the example of that, right? Apple has really strong base because they're, their mission is clear to them, right? And they make ungodly amounts of profit, but they're about their mission and their mission is what is reflected in their products. And that's how people, that's why, that's why they're, they're number one in the world for that.
0: Yeah, that's good. So I think that we can conclude there to stay on mission. No matter what you're called to do, where you work, whether you own your own company, whether it is in your family, at your church, in your neighborhood, be faithful to the mission. And let's be mission-driven people.
1: Amen.